Welcome to South London Hardcore. I'm Jack McEnroy. This is Steve Walsh. Hello. And do you want to introduce our esteemed guest, Steve? This week, we're joined by uh, Richie Chandler. Hello. Uh, a comics artist from South London. That's right. Richie Chandler being your name, Tempo Lush. Tempo Lush is kind of my my brand, but it's not. No one calls me Tempo or Lush. Sup, <laughs> <Is that> TL? <laughs> uh, TL, yeah, I like it. People go to tempolush.com. It's a portal to everything you do, really, isn't it? Yeah. So we give them the link early. <clears throat> yeah. And they can just browse your stuff. While they I always imagine at this point, people go, they go, what's this? They'll be and they go on the computer and it Get turns into this multi-listing thing. They're streaming nah. this. They're listening to this and going, pictures as well. It turns into this, like, 4D <laughs> experience, isn't it? 4D? Yeah, I've just added D's, isn't it? My, it's my it's website's not confusing senses and dimensions. <laughs> <laughs> Constantly. Yeah, you're from South London. Yeah. Which sort of qualifies in... you for being on the show. Thank you. Yeah, it's, a, <laughs> it's, a, it's an honour. No, I was born in um, Denmark Hill. And my my dad was born in, in Denmark Hill in uh, King's College Hospital. Do you know what ward? <laughs> no. I, I know what ward I was, I was born on. But I oh, ran yeah, into, I forgot you were there. Well, right, I ran yeah. into my friend this morning who was working. She was going to do a shift at King's. Uh, she She's working in uh, public health at the moment. She's basically, uh, she goes round to clinics and... Uh, advises people about immunisation but every six months or at least every six months she has to work uh, do a clinical shift it's called we're actually treating people and working in a hospital so she was off and just ran into a random this morning she's off to King's and I was saying about um, Treacle Junior the film we talked about last week and the scenes in uh, and around King's and um, I said yeah William Goldward and she was like what? I'm in King's William Goldward that's when I was born on she was like I've never heard that I was like they got rid of it yeah. and the thing is I haven't been to William Goldward for 37 years have I? You know, I might have gone. The pe- people don't have babies in the bit you uh, you were born in. What's that anymore? Monsters? Is that what you say? Well, <laughs> one November. <laughs> I don't know what ward I was born in in Dulwich Hospital. You're in Dulwich Hospital. Yeah, okay. but yeah. it was a smoking ward. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I know. You've got an option. <laughs> I've got a friend now who works in the nursery. Um, shout out to Pritesh who works in the nursery at uh, King's. Oh, and, um, yeah, no, I spent lots of time there. Yeah, it's the place to go when you... And your mm. own son? Was he born in... No, my own son was oh, born in... The link's broken, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, no, he was he was born in, in, in Kingston. Okay, as in, close. As in just Jamaica. outside London, not as in Jamaica. <laughs> yeah, he was... He... <laughs> <laughs> that would have been weird. Um, no, he was he was due to be born in North London, but um, he came you five weeks early, and was, <laughs> my wife was just in the wrong place, so she was he was in Kingston. But um, yeah, so yeah, born and bred in um, South London. Yeah, grew up in Hernhill. Um, went to school in Dulwich. Hung out in Brixton. Went to Streatham Mega Bowl. Um, yeah. Ticking all the boxes, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> uh, what school did you go to? Um, initially, Dulwich Hamlet, um, and then on to Alain's okay. in, in Dulwich. Prestigious yeah. institutes, aren't they? Yeah, they I are. I would say it, my, uh, <laughs> my education. <laughs> There's a road uh, in Dulwich called Nyella Road. Okay. Which is Alain backwards. <laughs> really? Yeah. Uh, and oh, right. Yeah, they, uh, my friend... Why she, she was telling me this, but yeah, um, I think the argument was they'd named so many things in the area after Edward Alley, and they were like, We can't give her another one, 
So someone said, uh, what about if we just put his name up backwards? Who's naming roads? Where they're like, we'll up his name, but backwards. We've just, we've run out of ideas. do that. Just look, look through an A to Z and look at all the names and figure out who they are backwards. See if there's like a, like Hitler Anybody. backwards or something. <laughs> South London Jobs? Well, skip forward over Alain, Steve. Oh, right, okay. Yeah. Were you aware of Dulwich Hamlet Football Club as a Dulwich Hamlet uh, student? Was there any link? No. Because it came I, from it, obviously. Yeah, um, I was, I'd, I'd heard of it and I'd heard of you know, Crystal Palace Football Club and things, but I'm not a, not a football guy, so it was um, yeah, not really on my, on my radar. Um, and so Alain's was all rugby and cricket, yeah? Alain's didn't do rugby. Alain's did cricket and football because um, it was a mixed school. And it was kind of like there were three schools that were kind of connected. Um, Jags was the girls' version, yeah, yeah. and the Dulwich College was the boys' version. And I think they did rugby, as far as I know. Um, but no, Alain's was was no rugby there. We did, we did hockey. So what was uh, Alain's like though? Because you're, uh, are you a rich guy? A rich guy? <laughs> yeah, well, you like you, you went to private school, in so spirit. I mean, you know, Dulwich is a mixed area, isn't it? In terms of class, very mixed. I think that yeah. I mean, it is, but you, I think there's a lot of privilege in Dulwich. Um, I mean, growing up, mate, we, you know, you... I mean, you don't have to go into your personal finances <laughs> or, you know, or what your dad did. But I, I did an entrance exam for Dulwich College. Right. Famously. Famously. Uh, Infamous. We've, we've, we've recognised it for Because they had a helicopter. And if you got to well, go, they flew you in for it. <laughs> no, but they got helicopter lessons. And I was like, I just wanted to fly a helicopter. So I was like, let's go for this. And I didn't get in, obviously. I think I wasn't. I wasn't actually allowed to take a um, exam for Dulwich because my parents wanted me to go to Alain's because my dad had gone to Alain's, my two sisters had gone to Alain's, and a lot of my friends were going to Dulwich College from the Hamlet, and they kind of thought I might deliberately fudge the uh, the uh, Alain's one so that I could get into the to the college and go there. Mm. So yeah, I wasn't allowed to. So I, I had to ended up going to Alain's, but. Um, yeah, I mean, Dulwich is, is, is an area. I mean, it does... I think when you're there, when you're growing up, you don't... No, you don't know, You're not thinking about it. You've, no. You know, your peers are all kind of in the same... You don't even acknowledge the uh, working classes, do you? <laughs> 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 now, when you grow up, I you don't really know of any other life, do you? To be honest, no, I wasn't, I wasn't given a choice work. of schools, and I thought, well, that is the least working class school I can go to. <laughs> I'm going to go to that. <laughs> it didn't happen like that. I don't recall being given much choice at all. Um... But yeah, I mean, there were the. My parents were. My mum was a librarian and an indexer. Um, she indexed books, and my dad was. Um, he worked in adult education, and um, he was also a headmaster of um, the prep, another school. Dulwich prep. Mm-hmm. You won't oh. say the word Dulwich, will you? It's all the college Hamlet, the prep. <laughs> See, this is what this is. What are you saying? If you live there, then you're insider, isn't it? I mean, I was born there, Steve. You spent, you worked there. Yeah, I lived real, there. Uh, what do you call someone from Dulwich? Which what? Sorry. What do you call someone from Dulwich? A Dulwich. 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 I did call it. I'm sure we. I called it Dullsville for a little while. Um, <laughs> That's guns. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe uh, yeah, I've been scarred by it. So I just can't can't <laughs> say it. Can't say it. No, but if you're there, then you don't need to differentiate between other hamlets or preps. Or mm. I mean, it's the only one you're dealing the with. The prep. It? it is the prep. Mm. No other preps is there. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, they. Um, so that's where my parents were coming from, and my and my sister's got uh, my big uh, my elder sister got a scholarship there, 
Um, so, you know, I suppose we were quite a middle class family, but there were certainly well, I mean, the, richer, well, the, richer uh, kids. Yeah, it? but the picture you're painting is that they were uh, obviously they're in education. Yeah, so they obviously put great value on it. So it's not just yeah. a case of paying for the, the best they can get. Absolutely, yeah, they kind of are aware of uh, that. You're in we're in Dulwich. It's kind of a bit of a unique situation, especially for South London, where you've got like three very prestigious. Uh, we well, say they were linked, but three pre- very prestigious uh, yes. uh, private schools, all very close to each other. Yeah, you would take advantage of that if you. Uh, yeah, and I think my my dad my dad particularly really valued that sort of education. Yeah, he was because um, he didn't come from a middle class background particularly. And his, when he went to Alain's, he got a scholarship there because he couldn't, they couldn't have afforded it otherwise. And and there were he he got a sense that there were a lot of people that weren't happy with him going there because of that sort of slight classism. Yeah. Um. So I think because of that, he had a real sort of key um, passion for that school and for mm-hmm. the area. And um, I'll try. I'm also Richie there. Yeah. <laughs> and so it's like, yeah. You're his weapon. <laughs> so, yeah, he sent his three kids there, and it was very important to him that we went. Mm. Um, now, at the time, I was... I, I didn't I didn't enjoy it at all, but... Um, but you school's rubbish. Yeah. School is, you know. And, you know, I don't know how much of that was it being a public school. I mean, I was chatting with my wife about it, and she has... Um, we always have this discussion about sending a kid to a public school or not and I'm you know I'm not in theory I'm not particularly for them um whereas she went to a regular school and she had a horrible time there so I think we've both got our own perceptions of that we don't particularly like it and we kind of want that want our kid to have the other thing um (laughs) homeschool yeah (laughs) art lessons today (laughs) today you will be watching the cartoon network and Writing an essay, yeah. research, exactly. Um, Pop quiz: Name all of Scooby Doo's friends. <laughs> oh, Forgot Velma that. again, <laughs> sitting in the corner. Um, but you know, looking back, there were, obviously there were opportunities in that school. Um, I mean, as someone that's grown up wanting to be a comic creator, um, I don't think there was necessarily a big. You know, having a, a, a great education isn't necessarily a leap forward in in. Uh, t- towards that career um but yeah i mean there was certainly a good music school there um and i had a lot of fun playing in bands and stuff there which was great um you know and like i said at the time you take that all for granted but yeah looking back that there were some, some yeah in terms there. of like facilities and equipment, yeah exactly. you're not, it's not going to be one between two on textbooks is it you'll be fine in terms of you know everyone gets their own sure but i mean for me it was a it was a, a struggle being there because um, as well, I said, my dad was very passionate about the place, and he he was very passionate about Dulwich, and um, he he was a sort of historian, but not by trade, but very interested about it. And he organised things like the um, I remember you guys talking about the Festival of of um, Britain, yeah. in a recent podcast, and he organised a much smaller scale thing, which was the um, Dulwich Millennium Pageant, which oh, happened. Wow. To, Presumably, I'm, I'm guessing it was the millennium of Dulwich. Yeah. Um, what what year was this? Yeah. So that was '67. Okay. Right. So before I was born, but um, so he was. They were really into that. So yeah. it was almost like a, a sort of. Uh, yeah, Dulwich had this slightly overbearingness to me. It was almost an obsession on yeah. behalf of my my dad, and um, my mum ended up working in the library there of that school, and my dad in a, the Allen's library. Yeah, yeah. in Allen's library. Um, and my dad was, he was an archivist there, 
um, and he had he was friends with the headmasters and stuff, so, and lots of the teachers there. So there was there were too many connections with it for me. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. So I, as you know, as you're, as a teenager, you don't really want to hang out with your folks too much, and uh, yeah. and it's hard enough. But when they're there in your school, they're wandering the through the playground and stuff, and yeah. So I have it. So there's a slight resentment of of that side of Dad. And also, like you go mm. home, there's just going to be like folders and books everywhere, isn't it? Just like, <laughs> <laughs> sure. What's this ring by and say? Something Dulwich, isn't it? Yeah. What's it? Something Dulwich. The in fact, I should say my sister's middle name is Dillis, which is Latin for Dulwich. Wow. So wow. that shows you the level of that's that is up on hot yeah. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> there you go. So yeah. So that was that was my dad and. Um, yeah, so there's a strong connection with Dulwich, and so for me, you know, I always, I always just like, no, I live in Herne Hill. And I, still kind of, <laughs> I still kind of think that that the, you know, the tube station you go to, that's where you live. Whatever you're, I mean, now I live in um, Wimbledon, but we get stuff addressed to us which says South Merton and yeah. Morden and South <laughs> Wimbledon, and you know, and I don't, I'm not 100 percent sure where where we live in boundary lines, <laughs> but um, yeah, at school I was always in, I live in Herne Hill. Which was kind of a comfortable uh, sort of middle ground between Dulwich and Brixton. Yeah, yeah. Which is that interesting aspect of, of South London and London in general that you get. I mean, people talk about North South divide, but you, it's actually so many little pockets yeah. of think places. And yeah, you know, Brixton du- to Dulwich. I mean, it's yeah. a, it's a very different world. Yeah, yeah. and yet so so close. Mm. You, know, you can walk within twenty minutes or quarter an hour. Yeah, you get a thirty-seven if you. <laughs> <laughs> You know, where you know, Dulwich Village is a lot closer to say Hampstead in in yeah. North London. But even in Dulwich itself, you know, you've got Dulwich Village, then you've got, you know, Lordship Lane going up towards Goose Green and, and obviously now, uh over the last sort of few years that's got more gentrified, you right. know, to say. But was always seen as traditionally, you know, the less salubrious end of Dulwich sort of thing. Yeah. No, well, I mean I used to live in, in Peckham as uh, when I was a I went to college at Camberwell. And uh, yeah, I lived for a year in Peckham, and um, that was sort of Peckham East East Dulwich area. Yeah. Mm. And again, that sort of not quite sure where you're living. <laughs> As I said before uh, on the show, the school I work in uh, is uh, it's in Dulwich, but only just. I mean, it's definitely in Dulwich, but you know, it's just in Dulwich. And you can it's such a such a mix of people, you know. Yeah. And uh, you know, you can see as as the school's getting better, you know, uh, for different reasons. Like the reception classes each year, you know, it gets a bit more kind of gentrified, and you know, and it's all—it's got the potential to be. I mean, everybody on the street, and like you know, the next street and the next street is like a certain, you know, it's not just racial, you know, but there's a class element to it. Yeah. But then you sort of go in another direction, and it's you know the complete opposite, and like you know, you got the PTA. Uh, it's like quite a diverse uh, bunch. Yeah, it's a real, it's an extreme end of that Dulwich, I think. You know, I think I can't think of anywhere else in South London that is that extreme. No, yeah, certainly mm. not in South East London, our kind of the yeah. kind of area that we know. So. Yeah, yeah, it really is uh, cheek and jowl, isn't it? It's like Dulwich Village. Uh, growing up, uh, I grew up in Camberwell and sort of moved to Dulwich. Dulwich was a sort of mythical aspect. You'd never go there. I remember You'd when never been, really? no, no, why would you? No, Dulwich, Dulwich Village. I, I, I almost, I don't think I'd ever been to. Yeah. Like, oh, I might have just... Yeah, that, and that's the thing, it's an odd sort of place where you go, 
I know it's there, and yeah, you go through it in a car, and it it looks as soon as you go through it, it looks different. Yeah, you're, it, it just feels looks, like you're in a little village. Yeah, um, it's, everything's neat. And what's it? Then Tom Cruise bought a house there, and it was just yeah. sort what? of yeah. yeah just yeah. before you broke up with Nicole Kidman, they bought a house there. Yeah, and that was that kind of just made it like you say, Steve. It's almost uh, I bought it's like L.A. at that point, isn't it? We Bel Air, Bel Air, exactly. It's got a Bel Air. They've even got a Bel Air. <laughs> Um, you say your dad was an amateur historian and obviously did his uh, diaries. Did he? Because like uh, Jack and Lakeisha were kind enough to buy me a pamphlet from the Minute Library on Lambeth's theatrical heritage. It's just oh, like okay. you know a pamphlet that someone's made. It's clearly a passion project. And it's just like yeah. a photocopy thing. Did your father produce anything? Yeah, he did. He wrote. Um, he did write pamphlets. I think he did probably wrote something about the millennium of Dulwich at that point. Um, he wrote a couple of books about Alain's, okay. the school. Um, and were they self-published? or? I think they were published through the, through the school. Oh, okay, right, thought. yeah, yeah. Um, and then he went on to write... He did things like sort of... Um, I think I've told you before, but of course the listeners won't have heard this. Um, <laughs> the Yeah, he did sort of coach trips and walking trips around right. London and South London and showed and talked about stuff. So he knew, he knew, he knew his stuff. Yeah. Um, he ended up in... Um, was the sort of end of his life he was working in Surrey University um, where they uncovered an archive which was full of um, drawings by um, uh, W.E. Shepherd, the guy who did all the illustrations for Winnie the Winnie Pooh, Pooh yeah, yeah. and um, Toad of Toad Hall yeah. the original illustrations and they found lots of original oh, wow. um, Pooh sketches um, so he ended up at spending the last bit of his life writing about um, Shepherd and and his work, and um, he went. Yeah, my dad sort of organised exhibitions in Canada and Japan, and uh, yeah, did did a lot of sort of Dulwich Picture Gallery like in mm-hmm. the last few years had a, a sort of big Shepherd show. Yeah, he, he organised yeah. that. Ah, there yeah, you go. yeah. And I think they sold. Yeah, he wrote a book about Shepherd. Then okay. my mum went to it and uh, said it was brilliant. So yeah, I mean that's an interesting thing. That that that's a. Yeah, that picture gallery in the middle of Saturday that's, as well. That's another one where, yeah, it's sort of... Because obviously um, you were married at uh, Dulwich College, right? Yeah, I got married at Dulwich College. Oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah it's very nice. I mean, it was crippled me financially. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, apparently it legitimised us having a child. So. <laughs> Happiest day of my life. <laughs> what was your dad's first name? Arthur. Arthur R. Chandler. You know, in case people are in the local library. Yeah. Yeah. These sort of things remain in libraries, don't they? They always yeah, get like a strong in, like, question I'm sure in, in, yeah, in the local mm. libraries around Dulwich, there'll be stuff. We'll get Mishy Mishy Dulwich Marath. Really? Did you listen to the Dulwich Hamlet episode we did? Not yet. But you don't have to. <laughs> no, I, I actually, um, yeah, I've downloaded a few of those. and No, I listened to the one you did on, on um, Treacle Junior. Oh, and, yeah. on, and on the South Bank, where you you saying hey, you hate skateboarders. Richie bought um, a skateboard tonight. Yeah. No, nah, but you know what? <laughs> <laughs> I was on the way here today, right? And there was a uh, South American uh, skateboard crew, right, on the steps of the Metropolitan Tower. Yeah, they're, they're part of my crew. Yeah. <laughs> no, and they'd like one of them had like a parental advisory T-shirt and stuff. Like, How did you? It was just like such yeah, a cool that's... group, man. I was like, Mikey. I've Mikey, written yeah. them off too soon. <laughs> Why were Miguel? <laughs> Why? Would, how did you? I saw them out the bus window, and you recognise their uh, what ethnic <laughs> origin? Yeah, 
Remember anything in Castle and they look Latin? You can't tell a group of South American people's name. No continent. I'm not expressing No, no. I, 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 I just had visions of you walking past and engaging them in conversation. Just sort of, yeah, uh, I thought better. That kind of thing, yeah. Kind of like that, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to build up my skateboarding crew. Usually my skateboarding involves me going down to the co-op, buying bread and skateboarding back. <laughs> that's, a, that's, as, that's as far as I get, really. Have you uh, skateboarded in Stockport Skate Park and stuff? Then? No, that's far <laughs> too far too cool. No, at the moment I'm skating mainly at night, um, so that people can't see me fall over. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a new skateboard. I used to skate as a as a teen, but even then I wasn't really very sort of hardcore. Um, Terrifying. Isn't it? I'm more just yeah. It's more of a sort of Marty McFly Back to the Future thing yeah. than a. Tony sort of, yeah. <laughs> it's a nice ball, don't it? It's a birthday present, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I went out for Richie's birthday and he was just like holding it aloft. That was before I, I, I'd ridden it, so it was all in pristine condition. Gorgeous, mm. yeah. yeah. It still looks nice now. What's on it? It's got like a snake and a skull. You see, that's tricky. <laughs> to, find a, to find a skateboard which doesn't have, yeah, slightly over, over Blood shot eyeball. Yeah, no, it's got Flames. it's got a panda. It's just got a cute panda on it. Oh, brilliant. <laughs> it does look a little bit like my skateboard is sponsored by the uh, World Wildlife Federation. But you're all Some about anthropomorphism, aren't you? So that's what I'm all about. Yeah. <laughs> Would you want to skip the job if there's no? I'm just. Got... I, I... He didn't work. He didn't work exactly. Oh, actually, well, did a paper round. Tells me about that. <laughs> Imagine the paper round areas, Steve. <laughs> you ever seen anyone doing a paper round before? Yeah, no. No, me neither. Mm. Paper round. The I got this paper round was... Uh, I never li- I've never lived near houses. <laughs> I've never lived near a house. <laughs> Explain that. <laughs> it's just all flats, isn't it? Yeah. Paper round don't work, and then no one's throwing, uh, yeah. you know, a paper three, four floors up, are they? No. It took forever. Like, the road I live on now... It's just astonishing how many flats they've managed. It's so densely populated. Yeah. It's extraordinary. So you stayed local for university. Went straight into the fine art, did you, at Campbell? Yeah, well, mm, I did a foundation course at Wimbledon. Oh, my sister did. And then she went to Campbell as well, actually. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, what year was that? Then she got blinded. Only in one eye, but I mean, it's bad. Oh, no. Yeah, Yeah, no, this was only... um, Quite recently. Yeah, she's what, how old is she, 25? So Looking at me. Well, how old am I? I just turned 30. <laughs> so she's uh, 23. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah, so she did a year at Wimbledon. But I mean, you're obviously in your 30s, isn't you? Yeah. <laughs> well, well into my 30s. Um, yeah, no, I did I did Wimbledon, which... See, at the time... Right. Two very prestigious uh, South London... Uh, yeah, and, and, and uh, yeah, t- yeah, both experiences I didn't appreciate fully, uh, right. as, you, you know, as you do when you're more youthful. Um, but yeah, I did, uh, went to Wimbledon cause that's what you do when you leave, you've done your A-levels and you go to, you've got to go on. And as I said, my, my parents had a big ed- emphasis on education, so it was, mm. they weren't that fussed what I did, but they wanted me to get a degree of some sort. So I, I did the foundation course at Wimbledon, which I didn't really enjoy. Um, I was more... At the time, I was more focused on music and, and I wrote songs and was in bands and things. Um, and that wasn't really happening. So uh, I 
kind of postponed going to Camberwell for a year and did work to Air Price, which which was <laughs> a fantastic experience enough to make me want to go back into college. And, <laughs> uh, so, um, yeah, I went to Camberwell and did three years of ceramics, which was a bizarre choice. Three um, years of ceramics? Three years of ceramics. It was my degree. I did a degree oh, in you, ceramics. You do still do some ceramic stuff, don't you? Which we'll, I guess we'll get on to later. Well, no, I don't do well, the now. you did now. one, though, isn't it? And it was on your website. I've put stuff on my website <laughs> yeah. from, but from many from years Poly, ago. Oh, right. Yeah, oh, yeah, okay. yeah. yeah. And the re- um, and the reason I put that there recently was was the realization that at college um, I was basically making comics out of ceramics. Um, well, that's what it ended up doing. Well, it was prompted by uh, Carrie's exhibition at Orbital, wasn't it? Where uh, yeah, you'd sort of seen these three D comics. I was yeah. fascinated by them and went, oh, I made some. Yeah, we, we, <laughs> I, I had a conversation like that where I was saying I did ceramics, and she said, oh, you could do three D comics and uh, ceramic comics, and it was exactly that thing going. Oh yeah, I already, already I did. That's kind of cool. Way, I should yeah. I should make a point of that. So that's why that's on the site, just to get um, you know that is a bit of a niche market. But anyone interested in ceramic comics, then tempolush.com. Tempolush.com. Well, your um, final show looks incredible as well. It looks like oh, a, that was fun. Yeah, it looks lovely. Yeah, and that that was yeah, it was great. I painted a whole area and yeah, yeah put all these ceramics creators. You know, make a, a fun environment. Put everything in. That's the sort of thing which. You know, once you grow up and you leave that and you realise, oh, if I want to do that now, yeah. then I have to apply for a, a grant. And, yeah. uh, or, and or, or you wonder all around, you're like, how am I going to afford this much ceramic? Yeah. <laughs> and, it, you know, it's yeah, just seems amazing. Like great fun. Sorry? Art school seems like great fun. Art school was. I mean, it was, it was hard work as well, but it was... Um... Nah. <laughs> <laughs> well, on. I wish I'd worked harder, though. I mean, it's, you know, I, it was an amazing experience. But... Um, yeah, I did. So I managed to get through doing ceramics and uh, spent a long time writing a dissertation, um, which was on Calvin and Hobbes, the comic, uh, for those that don't know. Um, well worth looking at. Isn't yeah, one, one of the best ones. Man's, mankind's greatest creation, frankly. <laughs> and, when um, I used to uh, run the uh, particularly appalling humour section of Waterstones, Piccadilly, <laughs> like... So it, one was quite an, it was a terrible, terrible job and a terrible section, and but it would just bring it really just drags you up, didn't it? Yeah. Calvin and Hobbes. It's, it's my go-to when I'm when I'm feeling ill is to, <laughs> is to sit in bed and read Calvin and Hobbes. It's, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, the, the humour section is uh, the, the worst, least funny section in the, the shop. Some <laughs> of the worst books in the shop, but also Calvin Hobbes and Peanuts, and you're like, mm. okay, this is there's a real uh, imbalance here. <laughs> Modern toss as well. Yeah. Yeah, some good stuff, but some some awful stuff. So, what was the uh, the theory behind the th- your dissertation? It was about Calvin Hobbes is the best comic. I, I just wanted an excuse to write about comics, and uh, and and you know, chose one of my favourite comics. And I think the angle I was taking was how 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 similar John uh, Calvin was to John Calvin and how similar Hobbes was to Thomas Hobbes. Yeah, yeah. So they were named after John Calvin, the Christian reformist, and Thomas Hobbes, the uh, sort of naturalist and historian. And um, so that was the sort of what I hinged it on. But uh, eventually it just talked about communications in comics and yeah. the way it, comics have been used as propaganda and, um, and sort of religious messages in comics, like in Peanuts and stuff like that. And um, yeah, so it's sort of yeah emphasized uh communication through comics as well as storytelling so you, you went to do a, a 
qualification in ceramics. Yeah. But found yourself coming back to comics. And I imagine comics growing up was a thing that you'd been interested in. Had it been a constant? Or was it saying that you yeah. Sort of, yeah. Yeah, I don't... There's... But I can't really remember periods of my life where I wasn't reading some sort of comic. Um, I mean, as a kid, I went through um, the normal Beano and Wizard and Chips and British stuff and then um, hugely uh, fell in love with all the Hanna-Barbera uh, cartoons and all the related comics. There was a Top Cat comic and a Scooby-Doo comic as a kid and one called, it was called TV Friends, which was basically Hanna-Barbera stuff. Um, that was amazing. And then eventually discovered Marvel and superheroes and went through that. And then, uh, went through that into manga and other graphic novels and, uh, spent some time in Japan. So that was, um, big influence. And, um, and now, you know, very much in the world of, of comics and creating my own things and, and reading so much other stuff and sort of seeped in in all sorts really graphic novels and and uh and american comics in particular and newspaper strips have been a big thing throughout all that as well dear deirdre and stuff photo comics it was more to be honest i was reading newspaper strips but through um through the collections i think my, my parents got the telegraph and then the times at the weekend and the telegraph um, you know, I was completely oblivious to the sort of political angle of it as a kid, but I just hated it because it had no comics in it. Um, <laughs> yeah. The Times at some point had the Fun Day Times in it, which yeah. was amazing. Yeah, as a really kid. good. Um, as a sort of pull out with loads of comics and that. activities, and it was like a, a proper little comic, in yeah. it, wasn't it? It was really, uh, really strong stuff. Were you, have you ever into the those like CGI football? Uh strips and what was that in the state of the summer that was a bit later wasn't it yeah yeah yeah. um well obviously you know there's a fine tradition of football strips uh Rover the rovers being a famous uh billy's boots were you a fan of rare the rangers steve i wasn't a fan of uh rare the rangers do you know where billy's boots is yeah billy's boots um he finds some uh boots in a skip this kid and he plays really good the, I like it. The great thing was... That's, that's awesome. Was yeah. there more than one then? Yeah, well, Billy Dane, Billy Dane finds uh, these football boots and becomes this great oh, football boot. Oh, that's not so good. So I was pitching sort of knee-high things. <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing was, after they'd done every... Because basically, every story was, uh, Billy's lost his boots. <laughs> now what happens? And he finds them and he scores the goal and it's all fine. But after, I don't know, 10 years, they went, this is, we're done here. So <laughs> Billy, the same footballer, because it was these old footballers, boots, and basically he channeled the spirit of the footballer and become this amazing footballer. Um, Billy's nan, uh, like a boot sale, finds these cricket uh, boots. No yeah, way. the same guys. And he goes off and he's like, yes, I'll have a little... Uh, <laughs> how's that? That was the last episode? Or no, was no, that, they they another, ten, no another 10 years after that. I've been playing oh just like goodness. cricket and football, yeah. Um, oh, they should find... Just my favourite, and I think a comic you'd enjoy, right. uh, was called um, Mighty Mouse and Hotshot Hamish. I know Mighty Mouse is in the... No, no, no. Not that Mighty no, Mouse. No, not, not the Mighty Mouse, you know. Um, and it was about two uh, footballers, one Scottish, one English. I, I Hang on, let me guess. Was Hamish the Scottish one? You? <laughs> this guy knows comics. And Hotshot Hamish had an unstoppable <laughs> shot. He right. just basically just funded the ball from anywhere. He'd be like, you know, a corner at the other end. He'd just hit it really hard and it'd go in the goal at the other end. But Mighty Mouse had this thing where he'd hit the ball 
and he could put this bizarre spin there and it would just like just flick all around the pitch and then go into the top corner. And it was just this ridiculous uh, comic where these two and Mighty Mouse was like almost perfect. He looked like um, you know Herbie, the uh, classic sort of fifties, sixties. This had such a surreal. It is. It, it was a really old comic. So there's a car uh, and a Scottish guy <laughs> playing got, football. There's a car and a Scottish guy. And the car is named after another far more famous cartoon character. <laughs> So bizarre. <laughs> Who pitched this? The desperate side. It was, it was, uh, it was uh, yeah, good stuff. At the moment, uh, who would you say you really enjoy in terms of comics? Comics. Um, are we talking South London or because we, we, <laughs> we'll let yeah, you go was... as far as uh, North London? Okay, but starting South. Um, oh, well, South anyway, London. Well, I was thinking uh, coming onto the show. I was thinking, and, and Simon Lear is clearly the. South London influence um, that I have, um, but I think with uh, for those who don't know, Simon Lee is an amazing illustrator and uh, comic creator whose her most famous works are stuff she's done with another great cartoonist called Tom Gold, um, and she's done a couple of graphic novels, one called Fluffy and one called Please God Find Me a Husband. And um, but having said that, I think. I don't know if her work is particularly uh, indicative of being from South London, if there's a huge uh, No, influence. I think it is. I think she d- she does write a lot of uh, biographical stuff. Yeah. And, and makes a point of, uh, also where I was, and makes a point of, you know, it's the laundrette that, that she goes to the character is the laundrette. So she does draw yeah, on a lot true. of, yeah. And I think she does a lot of, I, I get the impression, I don't know for, for sure, but I get the impression she does a lot of photo reference yeah. of, of yeah. So I think I think she is mm. very much a, a South London comics creator in that sense. Okay. Yeah, so I mean, but I mean, often you know, even when you're buying other British small press comics, you're not so conscious of where they're from. No, no. Um, often you'll meet up with um, the people that I've assumed have been from London because I see them at London comic conventions all the time, and then they turn out to live, um, you know, Stokes. beyond French, beyond <laughs> Roman <laughs> six, and and, um, and likewise, I've gone to. I went to a convention in uh, Milton Keynes, uh, or a little sort of small convention there, and um, I met a couple of guys and we were chatting away with them, going, oh, so where, where are you from? And they were from London. They were from, uh, they might even be from South London, the guys from uh, Avery Publishing. Avery yeah, Hill. Avery yeah, Hill. Avery Hill, that's it. Yeah, we had them on the show, didn't we? Did you? Yeah, they were yeah. on our Avery Zine Hill. Fest special. Avery Hill was Lovely in... Oh, was that the Zine Fest? Yeah, guys? yeah. There you go. Yeah. So that's a... That's... What a link, I'll <laughs> no, no, they were great. And they yeah, um, and they put no, some really nice stuff yeah. as well. Yeah, exactly. And there's Dave and um, Barry and Mitch and Fred <laughs> and Bonzo. And they're great, great guys. Mighty Mouse. Yeah. <laughs> and... Um, yeah, so that you get stuff like that where you go go outside and then you realise that there are people from London. But um, yeah, I don't I don't feel particularly part of a, a London a scene. scene. I mean, I think a lot of comic creating is is done by yourself anyway. Um, but um, I mean, now there's certainly a group of people you see when you go to all the comic events in London. Um, so it's more a sort of social social circle of South South London or London comic. Folk, um, well, I worked to ask, like you know, uh, Gary Northfield, yeah, who does Gary's Garden in yeah. Phoenix. Uh, that's very specifically always makes it very clear that's his garden in Crystal Palace. <laughs> so, Gary's Garden in Phoenix is a South London comic. And I was wondering, do you, when you're creating things, do you use I don't, you? I'm, I'm 
in my May in the works I've done the most work on. Um, like for example, Lucy the Octopus is my regular webcomic. Is that based on a real octopus? It's based very much on <laughs> a on real experiences, sort of, sort of mm. my my experiences growing up. Um, greatly enhanced and 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 uh, and fantasized, but um, more tentacles. Yeah, more, <laughs> well, no, only slightly more. Yeah, less tentacles, but that's a, that's a, another story. But the. Um, but yeah, I'm not that particularly conscious of making it British or making it um, certainly not South London. I'm sure there's Lucy's influence in, there. As a, as a comic, it's a very universal thing, isn't it? It's yeah, about, and know. I'm conscious of that. I want yeah. people to... Not that I'm conscious in terms of marketing it to yeah. other countries or anything. It's more that I'm conscious of... of I, I don't... I don't want the experiences of this character, Lucy. She basically has a very hard time at school, and I don't want the experiences to be so specific to me yeah. that other people aren't going to relate. Um, so in that sense, you open it up. But also as a comic, um, I, can't, I can't hear her voice. Um, I know it's got a rhythm to it, and it's, I know things she'll say. And so in a sense, you're hearing it, but I'm not, I can't... You know, if there was going to be a cartoon version, it would be very difficult for me to suddenly say, oh, well, she's English, she's American, she's whatever. I don't um, think they would consult you anyway. <laughs> no, yeah, that. You've signed off. I mean, yeah. <laughs> but it's, um, so I think comics have their own sort of, you can sort of hear voices, but they're not always, it's not the same as hearing something audibly. Well, also doing a comic with that sort of tone as well, where you're trying to do universal things, similar to uh, Peanuts, isn't it? Where right. if you look at Peanuts... The look of the comic evolves over the start of it, but once Schultz gets what he wants to go to look like, they don't. You know, it's not a thing. If you look at Archie, for example, the look of Archie changes across the decades. Right. You know, in the forties and fifties, he's driving around jalopy, and now he's going around in like a convertible. Whereas with Peanuts, the characters don't sort of change. It's not uh, if you know he never thought to give him pages on mobile phones. He's never going to do that. No. Was it? It's always going to be about the situation, the tone, and. The language never changes. He never sort of, you know, got involved with slang and worried about whether it, they always just sounded how they sounded. Right. And that was the key to it, wasn't it? Just sort of finding this this tone and this pitch to the story. Absolutely. And the, um, yeah, and, it, you know, the strip evolved over 50 years, but not like you say in that sense. There are, there are a few topical references to TV shows and things occasionally where you sort of have to look up why that joke was funny, and a lot about <laughs> tennis players and things, which she was really into. Um, yeah, I've got a printout where um, of a free panel strip, and it's one of they're standing on the bridge. Yeah, is there a bridge? Do they? Or they are, that wall? It would be probably. The wall, and the wall, I, yeah. and yeah. I guess he, that it's Charlie Brown and Linus yeah. on the bridge, and with their elbows up. That's usually there. The you go, that's, yeah. yeah, one of them says. Uh, do you know Bob Dylan turns whatever age it is this right. year? Another one goes, that's so depressing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it was probably what, he turns 30 or something. Yeah, it was something like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So there, there are a few things that date it, but generally the sort of world they live in... Um, well, having Schroeder obsessed with Beethoven and all the musical hmm. references... <laughs> it makes a lot of sense. covered, aren't they? But, but Bill Waterson and Gavin Hobbs' creator was uh, spoke about this and he was very conscious of, of having things be timeless. Yeah. Um, Calvin was never playing with video games. Um, he, there was a TV, which I suppose, you know, at that point it had been around 50 years and, and there was no sign of it disappearing. Um, likewise, and Calvin was usually playing with, like, trucks and... and, and well, if he watches toys. television, it would always be very generic sci-fi things, wouldn't it? It'd be like, you know, a yeah. space... And then, you yeah, know, Spaceman with a ray gun and an alien and a robot right. that would then 
you know Calvin would be sort of like pushed into. So it was always it was never a thing of he's watching you know Star Trek. He's watching he's watching Star Trek and yeah. it's this captain. It was never a thing of, of nailing there it down. wasn't it was a lot always... of pop, pop culture references. No, no. Yeah, and that makes sense because um, I mean now you, you can read those strips and they you know Absolutely. they're completely fresh. And that's another thing with Lucy. Um, there are certain aspects, like she's using a computer um, and looking her stuff up online because I get a sense that that's probably going to be around for a while. But, uh, there it's was not so- Soda Street, is it? It's <laughs> the internet. <laughs> but at the same time, there are certain things like Facebook or an equivalent of Facebook yeah. I could put in, yeah. which I know would with data and it, yeah. it, you know there's a lot of material you could get from from a, a lonely kid on on facebook but it does yeah put a limit sort of reminds me people can go to myspace.com slash tempo dash as well can't they <laughs> wow yeah you can it's spring up in the google search and i thought all right do we give that link out but i think now's the time <laughs> for those of you with time machines then uh yeah there is a you know, you check out your Bebo profile for some early sketches, isn't it? <laughs> I, oh, man. I wish, I, w- I wish there was just one thing that would last forever. It's a nightmare. But um, Facebook is a game, though, is it? People talk about... Mm, I don't know, man. This... Huh? It lost Who like knows? half a million people over Christmas, didn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's know, lost but... its appeal greatly, I think. They ruined it a bit. In, they've really? done many different things to ruin it, I think. Okay. Even something like Timeline, which is not ruining it. But people didn't want it. Like, clearly, yeah. a lot of people didn't want it. Like, no, you're having this. It's like... What's the idea behind it? The guy, he just does what he wants, doesn't he? Yeah. He does what he wants. <laughs> <laughs> well, one thing I should say, I mean, the <clears throat> when I was writing, um, there's another comic I wrote, uh, which is sort of romantic, mangary type of um, comedy where, where I wrote it and my friend Zarina Lou drew it. And she's an amazing sort of fashion artist, stroke, um, stroke manga artist. And she was very conscious that when I was writing, giving her scripts... What's the book called? Just so people can uh, Rosie check it out and Jacinda. Um, it's a kind of fairy tale esque, which seems to be all the rage now. But this was this was a few years before. It, before it seems... fairy tales were invented. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> this was before before Grimm. <laughs> Pre Grimm. Okay, forget it. It, was before, it wasn't before anything, but this was after the everything else. But joining in with that bandwagon, it has a sort of fairy tale theme, theme. But I was writing these characters, and for me, they were just sort of in my own sort of world, which is kind of, um, you know, it's not. It was wasn't sort of based on my school experience in this case, um, and it certainly wasn't particularly British to me. Um, it was. I mean. And and Zarina was reading the script and basically saying this this sounds just way too American and and she wanted it to be more British so I had to you know, I had to go through and make it and sort of um, anglicise it a little bit um, and I think you know when it's not that I w- was consciously trying to make it American but you know a lot of comics I read are American TV mm. shows and obviously there's a great sort of homogenisation of the world and my mum is from Australia anyway. So I think there was a little bit of sort of external influence from from that side of things, um, but yeah, Zarina was was conscious. She wanted it to sound a little bit more British, so I had to rework it a bit. Take out half these dudes. Yeah, mm. <laughs> dude. Yeah, I mean, dude is just like there's no English people that don't say dude. It's like <laughs> it's like growing up. It's it's a weird thing, you know. It's twenty years ago. It was like Australians and American surfer dudes, but. Um, but now, yeah, it's like city bankers. Hey, dude. <laughs> yeah. 
It's not a vote in his favour, is it? <laughs> <laughs> Even bankers are using it. <laughs> it's like bling. It's just no, don't say that now. <laughs> um, no, I use dude. It's it's. Uh... You're a skater, don't you? You're. Uh... <laughs> I skate to co <laughs> I skate to co and say, yeah, can I can I have some Hovis, dude? That's it. Talking of Lucy the Octopus, um, I was reading recently, exciting news in the world of uh, British web comics. Ah, Wasp. Wasp. Do you want to tell us about Wasp? Yeah, thank you for that opportunity. No, it um, sounds uh, brilliant. Yeah, Wasp was basically came from me thinking of a, a way to promote um, Lucy and thinking, oh, I know, I will utilise my more successful webcomic friends like <laughs> um, Zarina Lou again has a, a comic called Limine. I was thinking, oh, I wonder if I could get her to to write about Lucy, make, mention Lucy in one of her underneath one of her web comics. I was thinking, oh, we could even do a little swap, and um, where I could draw hers and she could draw mine. And I've been thinking of other sort of projects, print projects involving lots of creators, um, sort of swapping swapping jobs, um, which I might still develop at a later stage. Um, and then I just sort of it sort of grew really, and I was thinking, well, you know, if we get more more creators involved, um, the more sort of promotion we can have for each other, and the more fun it will be to sort of spread uh, spread a sort of um, web of of uh, interest in in these web comics. Well, the swapping circle gets wider as well, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean that was one of the key rules was there was no swap backsies. Um, <laughs> so, for example, that did make me grin. <laughs> Zarina is going to be drawing an episode of Lucy the Octopus as part of this special week but I'm not drawing her webcomic I will be drawing um, a webcomic by a, another great manga artist called um, or manga stroke comics artist called Jade Sarson who does a really good webcomic called Cafe Suada and likewise Jade is drawing uh, another comic called uh, Mephistos by Nambium Hibi Demons. Um, <laughs> yeah. And um, which is great. And um, so by this, the idea is that you get a little bit of um, cross promotion amongst these, I think we've got 11 strips involved and 12 artists. Um, and we'll see how it goes. I mean, if it, if it, if it's, uh, people seem to be enjoying the creative challenge and the experience of it. It's a great idea as well. Oh, just in you. terms of like uh, for readers, I think you know, just to sort of, so. there's a, a grand tradition in comics, isn't there? Of crossovers and yeah, you know, different creators having a look at different. Creations. Yeah, I mean, you you get a lot of sort of well, the, at the moment there's a lot of sort of the variant cover idea where you get another creator to come and do it, a more usually a more famous creator to do just a cover, and you get a lot of promotion for your book that way. Um, there was a thing a few years ago where right um, a lot of. American um, newspaper strip creators swapped for a week. Oh, right. Um, I can't remember the guy, Stephen something, who does Pearls Before Swine, which I I think now is in the Metro. Um, Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. yeah. uh, I quite like that strip. It's a good one. Um, He swapped with uh, Scott McLeod. Okay. um, Scott Adams, sorry. Oh, Scott Adams. Of uh, Dilbert. Yeah, yeah. and uh, yeah, they did each other's strip for a week, and uh, I think they're just you know trying to spice things up a bit. I don't think Dilbert didn't need the promotion, but it's just a <laughs> Dilbert only the push does it. No. <laughs> but they, you know, it was a bit of fun between the friends, and so I was thinking along those lines. But then I thought the idea of because I know web comic creators are quite um, 
they, they've got their 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 comics and their characters and their kind of their babies and they want to look after them. So I thought if they write the scripts for them and another artist just does the uh, another creator just does the art for them then they still have that sort of control of what the characters are doing. And yeah, because otherwise you have to set rules going, you can't kill anyone. Yeah. You can't sort of, you know... Yeah. yeah. So I don't want to... Like, yeah, I mean, on the surface, you might think they'd be more willing to give up the writing. And, you know, they want... They, that's my art. You know, the visual side oh, of it. Yeah. But, no, but, I mean, clearly... No, the character's what you love. Yeah, 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 exactly. Well, yeah. I mean, maybe that was just my perspective, and there might, might have been other creators that, you know, might have thought more along those lines. But, um you know, certainly with Lucy, I was quite sensitive as to what she was doing. And mm. and also they might... I mean, Lucy is a character who's quite hard done by and she has a lot of... Um, she basically is, is a, a, unpopular without much justification. And, um, you know, there might be a temptation for a guest artist to come in and do the strip where she gets angry and or she turns her life yeah. around and, you're, and I'm like, no, that can't happen yet. But, <laughs> you know, it's a long story and there's an arc to it. Yeah. But, um, you know, so I wanted to, the, the guest, the strips with guest artists to be, um, to be an, an appro- uh, uh, set at an appropriate point character-wise to where Lucy is at the moment. So in a week, um, February the 25th, uh, Wasp is, is going to be happening and it, uh, you can see all the comics on temporalush.com stroke wasp um or just have a look at um if you look up tempo lush on facebook or any of the creators involved then hopefully they'll be blogging and and re retweeting and sharing and all that to try and get people's eyes on their work talking about the con that will happen this weekend that you're going to be appearing at what sort of things can people buy off you there um it will actually include the it'll be the first opportunity to buy the first full printed comic of Lucy the Octopus, um, which will be the first 40 strips in printed form, which I'm working on right now. And uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing that in print. Um, I've done a little mini comic as a sampler, but this will be the first sort of full collection. Um, plus prints of, um, I've done sort of uh, Lucy the Octopus prints and other prints of sort of, I, I do a lot of. Uh, cartoony animals and sort of children's illustrations which will be in print um rosie and jacinda the work with zarina lou will be on sale and uh yeah a few other bits and bobs bear oh and my bear, bear box, box. that's what that's what i'm leaning towards so, that's what yeah, i want uh, you know. can't forget the bear box because it yeah usually sells best out of all my stuff yeah i do a little collection of mini comics 10 mini comics all completely different um in a little cardboard box that's shaped like a grizzly bear not a teddy bear it's a grizzly bear <laughs> and um yeah that that's usually what people spot when they come to my store yeah i'm a big fan of the bears i really liked your christmas cards that you uh that went out oh thank was, you uh, in, i was going from steve's uh and it's all just christmas cards from comic creators like, <laughs> oh, just yeah, all yeah. like custom made christmas cards <laughs> you do get small working in uh, a comic shop with yeah the, loads uh, of people saying merry christmas Look, looking forward to you stocking my, <laughs> my comic yeah. in 2013 yeah yeah oh thank you yeah and no, i did lucy lucy's family carol singing and lucy sort of tried to join in but them not appreciating her electric guitar <laughs> no it's sort of um yeah, there'll be a lot of, yeah, there's a lot of electric guitar in, in Lucy. Apart from your own creations, mm-hmm. you've also worked on, uh, is it licensed characters or just... Yeah, licensed oh, characters. Oh, no, of course, because, yeah. Wallace and Gromit. Yeah, yeah. Household Wallace names. And Gromit. 
Yeah, it's a weird thing because, um, yeah, you mentioned Wads and Gwent, and suddenly people go, oh, you've worked on that. And nobody's really heard of the of the newspaper strip, um, unless you happen to read The Sun. Um, <laughs> which none of our listeners do. <laughs> <laughs> thing, I, I don't read The Sun myself, except if I'm in... I'll uh, take their money. So. <laughs> Well, I'd imagine uh, if you sign on to do the trip, you yeah. don't get to dictate what paper it goes in, do you? You're not, no, exactly. Uh, and I'm not working... No, you don't work for the Sun. Do I don't you? work for the Sun. I work for Titan Comics, who, <laughs> in effect, work for Ardman, I guess, so yeah. basically control it, the, yeah. the, the right, who are the rights holders of Wallace and Gromit, who have this deal with the Sun. Um, I'm hoping at some point it will it will all go into a collection and it will be... Yeah. Being sort of comic shop shells, which would be lovely. Yeah. Um, but at the moment, yeah, just um, in your little few inches of, of paper space in the sun. So, yeah, whenever I'm on, I see a, a copy of the sun on the tube or in local Chinese takeaway seem to have it. So um, that's where I pick up the sun and flick through and see if it's one of my strips. Yeah, there. kebab shops and uh, take, yeah. takeaway restaurants. And they always have, have like all the tabloids on the thing. And you're like, you know. You won't, you won't know by looking at it because it's, you know, you don't get a... Don't get credited, but we you don't um, get credited. Don't get credited, but the but yeah, they just have Nick Park's name in that. <laughs> they don't even have that. I think they say by they say by Titan Comics and Ardman because oh, I mean there's right. a lot of people involved. There's about oh right, yeah, there's yeah. an editor who also letters it. I think um, a, a writer, at least one writer, because often I'll get an I'll be given an idea. So somebody else has basically come up with a synopsis for a story, and then I'll flesh it out and, and tidy it up and put in a few more jokes. Um, sometimes um, I come up with an idea from scratch, pitch it to them, and and there's a lot of back and forth. I'm working on one at the moment, which I think is on its fourth draft of just pitch stage at the moment. Oh, wow. But that's that's How many panels is it? Three panels a day, um, and usually it's done in week-long stories. Oh, right, of course, yeah. Um, yeah, I remember reading, um, as a kid I had, like, you know, the Coronet um, Peanuts collections? Oh, yeah. Right, yeah. yeah, and I had, like sort of 30 of them and like you know you'd be reading it and it, I, I didn't realise until later on that you'd have to be read like five days to get those <laughs> five pages man. yeah I mean that's the thing it's a very it's a very different um, experience reading a, a strip in a comic and reading a collection, a collection yeah, yeah. Um, and I you know writing Wilson Gromit I'm conscious of that writing Lucy the Octopus I'm very conscious of that as well because um I think most people read my read that through Facebook because I put the strips up there. Um, I'm not fussed where they read it, whether they read it on Facebook yeah. or, or on the actual website. Um, I'm glad the website's there. It's a sort of nicer place they can go and see and see the collection of stuff. Um, but I'm very conscious that that comes out once a week as opposed to daily. Yeah. And if if it were to come out daily, then it, there would be a different rhythm of how stuff was. I, um, I think if you look at Peanuts... As a as an example, in most daily strips, you can have a joke and really milk it for a week, and that yeah. works fine. Yeah, because you you read it; it's your ten seconds of reading it, and then the next day you go back to it, and you have enough memory of it the day before that okay, this is developing a little yeah. bit. When you've got to wait a week and you still only got your three panels, then you know I feel it's a bit of a disservice to the reader to for them to. You can't do a slow burn on. No. Uh, yeah. I mean, there is a, there's an over there is an arc, so there yeah, is a slow yeah. burn to an overall story, but you can't yeah milk a joke in that way. Um, but at the same time, if you, if you are looking to collect it eventually, there has to be. Well, it doesn't have to, be, but you know, and if you want there to be an arc, you know, you've got to be thinking of that as you're putting together. Um, the, yeah. The, no, the, I'm the, conscious the, of that, and that and 
I'm conscious of now of there being sort of I'll be doing these sort of single issues of 40 strips so it'll be slightly more than one a year coming yeah. out did you ever go to adventures into comics to buy comics um, adventures into comics Oh, Adventures um, in no. Comics. Adventure, it, Adventure into Comics. It was on uh, Half Moon Lane. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it was yes. great, wasn't it? That was amazing. Yeah. Because I was... Um, that didn't last that long. It was such a shame. It didn't, didn't because it, it was no. such a nice I, I gave him £7 for uh, Punisher War <laughs> Journal number one. <laughs> oh, is that so, the shop you're talking about? Yeah. Right. Okay, and I yeah. bought a lot quiet... Me and my friends used to go there all the time. My friend was buying those... Uh, what was it? It would have been 1994. Some between 93 and 95. It was so when 96. Chris Claremont's second X-Men series came out, the one that was just called X-Men. Oh, right, the Jim Lee one, where Claremont got kicked off after... Yeah? Yeah. yeah. Um, that was 92, I think. That sounds about oh, right. Yeah. I, so I was... That was literally two minutes from my house. And I was like this huge, you know, fanatical comic fan... And, you know, I, I'd go into town occasionally to go to Forbidden Planet and Paradise Alley. Um, <laughs> it's a shop that Richie's made up of. Right? <laughs> sure if if anyone could verify the existence of this shop. I thought that was a woman called Rupert Court. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and that, you know, to, so that was a big event going in. And now I could go down the street whenever I liked. It was also it was a, a really nice shop. It was. You know, so clear. And this sounds bizarre, but... For a long time, like, if you, do you ever go to Skinny Mellings in Lewisham? I have no idea that what that is. It was a comic shop. It was a comic <laughs> shop. Skinny, Skinny, wasn't it? Skinny Mellings. Sk- Skinny Mellings. He was the guy who ran it. And uh, you go in there. It was just and, like uh, boxes of comics on the floor, wasn't it? Yeah. Mostly? Or if that's where I got cage number one. It was <laughs> a, the comics <laughs> were on the floor in boxes, or the uh, the back issue bins were like uh, literally bins. <laughs> so so high up, there were breeze blocks in front of them for you to step onto to be able to see in them. And he had this like. Alsatian that sat in the corner on this raggy bit of carpet. It was just horrible. Where was this? It was on the... Uh, on Lewisham Way? Yeah, Lewisham Way, okay. yeah, Lone Pit Vale. But, um, it, and that was like, you know, this is the thing, like, occasionally people come into Gosh in our new location. They go, uh, the thing is, it's not really like a comic shop, though, is it? And I'm like, oh, what do you want? Mangy carpet and... Uh, You've got to you know, be less friendly as yeah. well. Yeah. Can we, can we, can we get, smell this place out a bit? It's, uh, <laughs> it's too clean. And you're like this, but Adventures Comics was, uh, was so nice, wasn't it? Just uh, like yeah. a clean new space, and yeah. it was lovely. Uh, I, you know what? I'd almost forgotten about that when you mentioned it. It, was just, it, it, it all it came back, really and just then sort it of moved. It actually moved round the, the corner, corner towards That's right. Hill Station. Yeah, oh, that's to, uh, the one I knew. The one that was uh, it was on Half Moon Lane underneath the, the station, wasn't it? Underneath the well, part of the at the next top door, of um, the entrance. Yeah, what's that road where the pizza place is? Pizza Hotline. Yeah, Pizza Hotline's one side, and then there's it was like the, almost opposite the green, pizza Yeah, it's opposite Pizza Hotline. Uh, but I, I, I remember Station it, Way or something. Yeah, like. something like that. Yeah, um, and it was just yeah. I mean, you know, you're kids, so you don't think, oh, they're probably in trouble if they're moving, you know, into smaller places just around think, the corner. Well, they, yeah, yeah. What are they why, doing? Why would you do that? You don't what even. Would you, you know. what, yeah, I think there's a ballet shop there. I think there's like a dance on uh, Half Moon Lane. Yeah, no, where okay. where Comic Adventures into Comics used to be. I think there's a shop that sells sort of ballet and kids dance and stuff. Yeah. That's the problem. And there's a there's a bakery there, I know, and um, really it's a nice bookshop. Book yeah, I was going to say Tales that. of Half, Half Moon. Moon. Yeah, yeah. Oh, see, that wasn't yeah. there when I was a kid. That's there's uh, a toy shop called Just Williams or something. The other yeah, way, that wasn't there when I was yeah. a kid. But my sister still lives in the area, so we. Um, yeah, I go back and uh, yeah. I met uh, one. Well, I think the woman who runs uh, uh, sort of like a, 
a bookie event a few months ago on Tales from Arkham Island. And uh, I had a look at the website. Their window displays are phenomenal. Mm. They just do these ridiculously intricate things. Really, really nice uh, mm. place. Which is making sure he's... Just checking it. Where else, are, where else have I been in South London? <laughs> we talked about the Mega Bowl. <laughs> Ice skating at Streatham. That was fun. Yeah, gone. Brockwell Park. Good place to jog. And I learnt to rollerblade there. Um, you ever been to the Lido? Yeah. The Lido, which reopened after I was a kid, really. But I, oh, I did right, go that, yeah. back there in my young adult life. Was in a gospel choir in Elephant and Castle. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Whereabouts? Elephant and Castle. In a Salvation... No, oh, right. Salvation Army, Elephant and Castle. Oh, wow. I thought I that was put... just like an office building. No, it's got a little church in there. Oh, right. And I had a friend... <laughs> office building recording studio. <laughs> I had a friend who was... Who... Who was... A, still is a great musician. A guy called Justin. And he, he was involved with this church and in this... Um, gospel choir and he brought me in to play guitar and I was like oh, I'm not sure about this and but I went there yeah it's fun played guitar a bit of drums so yeah that's Elephant and Castle um, <laughs> is that college? <laughs> Camberwell College as we talked about yeah favourite places of Camberwell Tadeem's was a really good oh, yeah, yeah. little cafe I recall that where is that? it was it's on um, is it called Peckham Road? yeah no uh, it's got Camberwell Church Street isn't it? Hmm. yeah okay that was good. Um, it's gone, is it? I think it's still there. I think it's still there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there was a place which always changed ownership every few years. And while I think it's called the Funky Monkey now. Yeah. yeah. And it was it used... called the Pacific at some point. I That's remember when, I was when it was called uh, the Artichoke. Oh, I see. I don't know. It's on Artichoke. Wait, you've got the swim baths at the bottom, haven't you? Yeah. I was. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the place I first heard uh, Ghost Town by the Specials. And then the police raided us because it was a Sunday afternoon, and I had to hide in the cupboard. <laughs> <laughs> I would have been seven years old. You weren't allowed to listen to Scar on. <laughs> <laughs> these were these were you know crazy days. <laughs> no, uh, they'd like had a, not a lock in. This was this shows my age. Uh, pubs closed in the afternoons. So they yeah. closed for a few hours and then reopened evenings. Right. But this pub just stayed open. And uh, Irish pub. Yeah. And uh, yeah. And the police. I just remember. Uh, Ghost Town by the Specials being on Jukebox. I was like, this is, yeah, the, this is the best song I've ever heard. I was just like so blown away by it. You know, you're seven years old and you just hear these noises. You're like, what is this? These voices, what is this? They're brummies, everyone. Mm. Um, and then, um, yeah, the police sort of came in and I got like shoved into Sting this Sting and uh, Stuart Copeland. <laughs> and they were like, put on synchronicity. It's a better... Uh, um, yeah, so I was like, like going... <laughs> Yeah, I went into a cupboard and then the police went and I went out again. It was fine. Anyway, made me the man I am still. Put the boy in the cupboard. <laughs> <laughs> and the, the, the one place which, in doing... I was looking at a map, basically, of South London, thinking, where yeah, where are my golden memories? What am I going to say to these bloody... <laughs> what, I'm going to have to invent some jobs and stuff. <laughs> and, um, yeah, there was a place which I came up on this map of South East London, which I hadn't heard of. And I thought, how can I not have heard of this place? It was just next to Catford, called Mottingham. Yeah. I've never heard of Mottingham. <laughs> the that... Sheriff of Mottingham, you must have heard of uh... <laughs> So he, it sounds like, yeah, like I, well, a, I had, a vegetarian uh, family, version I found Mottingham. you living in Mottingham when I was a kid. Okay. So, yeah. And it's the stop before my sister's house on the train, but I'd never heard of it before. Should I go there? Is there something no. to see? God, there's nothing to see there, no. It's like so down I haven't heard Yeah, exactly, like, yeah. It's just names on a map. Do you like spa as a, as a, you know, <laughs> to buy food? If you, you know, if you really miss those, 
There's not what's there. You know. Well, you're saying that we haven't researched Martin. Imagine we turn up something really great. <laughs> I think you should because um, I'm we'll curious to know. Is, do a Martin episode. Episode 182, isn't it? We're going to get to a point <laughs> where we're like, we're going to have to do Martin. Well, actually, I don't know. Is it an SE postcode? Yeah, it's before. Elton. Oh, of course it is. Yeah, yeah. 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 There's some when we were doing. Take everything I, back. I said about Martin. Let me scroll. When I was researching Elton, there was someone major from Elton that was actually from Martinham. I think Hunger mm. was now there, but don't go to Martinham. Yeah, thanks for coming, Richie. <laughs> Much lovely to see you again. Thank you. It's been a lot of fun. So remember tempolush.com for all Richie's stuff, and there's a massive range of stuff on there, isn't there? You just click portfolio, you're uh, drowning in, in art. <laughs> too much. He's drowning done, he's done in, too much. In quality, yeah. That's... Yeah, you can put that as a quote on the website if you want. Drowning in quality. Okay. But I said that. Not my words. Actually, my words. Entirely my words. If you're going to buy stuff from Amazon anyway, which you definitely are, go to southlandhardcore.com first and click the Amazon banner and even replace your Amazon link with the South London Hardcore Amazon link.